Welcome to the Portionality Podcast, a curiously sermonic podcast playground for adulting over 30. Because let's keep it real, life will keep lifing with swift transitions, but together we can honor the moments we are in and keep on living. I am your host, Portia Williams-Gates. Join me every Wednesday as we grow and live together. Greetings, everyone. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Portionality Podcast. Please make sure to comment, rate, and subscribe wherever you are getting this podcast, be it Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you're getting your podcast. I am so excited for today's show because today's episode is my birthday episode. So my birthday is the 24th of March. I am an Aries, ow, 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 Aries gang, ow, ow, ow. And um, by the time this episode drops, it will be the week of my birthday. And I love birthdays. When I tell y'all I am always excited about somebody's birthday, you know what I'm saying? Like I get so hyped for birthdays. It don't have to be my birthday. It can be your birthday and I'm excited for your birthday. And this year for my birthday, um, I just like to take moments and uh, just to reflect on the year. I like to think about where I am, um, where I'm going. But this year in particular, I don't necessarily want to get too far ahead of myself because my word of the year is present, right? I am being present to the moment. I am being present to where I am. Um, I talked about this on another episode of the podcast where I am being focused on what's right in front of me. But even as I'm focused on what's in front of me, um, there are still some things um, that I have thought about um, that I'm just really grateful for. Um, and also, I had surveyed the folk, the people, <laughs> uh, you all listeners, I have surveyed um, the folk on social media. And there are some great questions that came in. Um, and so I'm going to do my best to kind of answer some of those things Um the biggest thing that kind of really came through was like, what are the lessons, right, that I've gotten in 33, right? It's my Jesus year, right? So what am I hopeful for? Um, you know, thinking about uh, what lessons um, have I learned? What can I impart? Um, what am I excited about? So these are a lot of the questions, um, you know, where am I with spirituality um, and things of that nature? Um, so yeah, I'm excited to talk about that today. And so the first thing I wanted to start with with turning 33, thinking about um, my Jesus year. And, you know, I'm, I'm wrestling a little bit with the idea of a Jesus year, um, not because I don't like the term, um, but I think about if the 33, 33rd year is the year that, quote unquote, Jesus died, um, you know, and was culminating his earthly ministry. I'm like, you know, I believe that there is more life to be lived and more life to be expressed. And not to say that, you know, death is final because I know that it's not right. But I do believe that the 33rd year, if we're going to lean into the Jesus narrative, we should lean into the resurrection, right? Um, and resurrection and letting things that no longer serve us die, right? The things that no longer uh, bring us joy, the things that no longer bring us peace, right? Allowing those things to pass away, um, you know, whether it be people, places, things, jobs, you know, whatever have you. I think 33 is an awesome time for assessment. So I have definitely done that. Right. So instead of like, oh, 33, my Jesus year, this is the year where I just make it happen. Right. In my career, I have just thought about like, how do I allow myself to evaluate what needs to be let go? 
and what needs to resurrect, right? What needs to come back up? What needs to spring forth? But in order to let things resurrect, some things need to be let go. So I'm thinking about this as a benchmark year of what needs to be let go, what needs to be released, and what do I need to, what kind of focus and attention do I need to give to things that I want to resurrect or that I want to spring forth, the things that I want to grow? Um, Because here's the thing, everything ain't worth resurrecting, okay? (laughs) You know, like, let's keep it 100. Like, everything doesn't need to resurrect. Some things that, that die need to be gone for good. Some things need to stay in their grave. Everything does not need to be resurrected. Everything does not need a second life. Everything does not need another opportunity to dwell and walk with you, right? And so to the things that I've let go, um, some of those things I want to be gone for good, um, to the things that I let die that I wasn't supposed to let die, you know, I let God resurrect those things, right? And I set my intention for it to be like, God, I want you to bring that back. But I also do believe that everything that is for me is never going to pass me. I always believe that my feet are where they're supposed to be when, when they're supposed to be there. Um, and so I really do believe in these truths for myself, um, you know, as I think about my life and I think about where God has brought me, where God is bringing me, um, everything that has faded away, everything that I have let go that is supposed to be gone or everything that does not serve me anymore um, that is intentional right um Oprah Winfrey has this saying like you know um you know her intention right where are your intentions we think about Solange um and her album that says um you know do nothing without intention so I intentionally let some things fall away and then life (laughs) has allowed things to fall away on its own accord too And so that happens, right? So I'm realizing that nothing lasts forever, um, you know, except the spirit, right? The spirit is forever. God is forever. Um, I believe that our spirits, right, who we are um, as a spiritual being, I feel like our spirits are forever. um, But this body, this flesh is not forever, which means everything in this earthen realm is not forever and things will pass away um, and things will move on. And so being okay with knowing that nothing lasts forever was something that I've had to evolve into and grow into and understand because as a child, I wanted everything to stay the same. I didn't want anybody to go anywhere. I wanted my little pod, you know, to stay exactly the way it was. I thought all of the friends that I had, all of the family members I had, that everybody would just stay together and nobody would, you know, move or go away, that everything would be exactly the same way that it was. Well, about the second grade or third grade or so, my best, my little best friend in third grade moved away um, and moved to Florida. And I was so sad. And that was like my first real reckoning of like, People will come and go. Life will change. Life will evolve. Um, And I was so sad. I was like, oh, my God, why do you have to move? And it's like there will be more people in your life who will continue to move. There will be more people in your life who will continue to go out. And there will be more people who will come in. And there will be people who will go out and then come back. Because sometimes that's that's what happens in life, right? And so understand that nothing lasts forever but savoring the moments that we're in while we're in them has become so key and so important to me. So um, 
yeah, nothing lasts forever. Another thing that I have learned in um, or I've come to accept in this 33rd year, um, you know, that one of my biggest pains have been the heartbreak of a friendship that ended. Right. Um, You know, I've had breakups with like partners and stuff like that, but I never knew how much um, a friendship ending could be so painful. Um, I do intend to record an episode about that. Um, more specifics, right? More specifically. Um, but I have to name the fact that the heartbreak of a friendship ending is so painful, right? That is the the thing that is not on any of our bingo cards that we don't realize sometimes when friendships end, um, whether they fade or whether they end because of, you know, whatever have you. Um, I had a friendship that kind of faded that I was really trying um, to keep alive. And I realized that person wasn't meeting me um, in the middle. And granted, they had some things in their lives that happened. Um, and I was trying, you know, my best to be patient and understand that, you know, um, Things of life can sometimes change people. Uh, You know, grief changes people, you know, and grief isn't just loss. Grief is also, you know, changing of friendships. Grief is loss of a job. Grief is loss of income, right? There are several things that can bring grief. Um, And understanding that my friend was in a state of grief, um, that I just had to learn how to love them through from a distance. And I had to be okay with that. And, but let me tell you, it hurt. And it was really sad. Um, And that was probably one of my biggest heartbreaks of my life. And now understanding that friendships evolve, um, it's okay for friends to evolve away, right? As the thing that might have been tethering two people together or a group of friends together may not be the glue that is holding them together anymore once people start to evolve and start to grow, um, you know, because here's the thing, like transitions happen, right? New jobs can change a friendship. New uh, moving, right? Moving to a new location can change a friendship. Um, being partnered can change a friendship. Having children can change a friendship right or maybe even just you know people's uh like loss right loss of parents or um loss of income like you know whatever have you that can really change and impact friendships and so I've learned that in this 33rd year or just over the years rather not necessarily this year because some of this has happened before but I'm just learning that these are things that are very possible Um, and we need to extend grace toward people that we love who have been our friend um, and continue to wish them well in the new season and sometimes you know sometimes people just drop us for whatever reason and that's okay too you know Um, so I do intend to talk more about that um, in another episode Um, questions about my spirituality, what I believe in terms of Christianity and African traditional religions, um, and, you know, me believing in astrology and tarot and oracle cards and things of that nature. Here's what I have to say about that. Spirituality is fluid, right? Um, for me, for Portia, it is fluid, right? I believe in multiple things and multiple tools that connect me to God, Um, And that has looked different throughout the years as I have grown, as I have matured and as as I have continued to practice in talking to God and talking to my ancestors and tapping into the spiritual medicine that has been left for me through my lineage. Right. Um, As an African-American, as a black person. Right. There are technologies and medicine in our lineage um, that we can use that is at our disposal. 
Um, and I have chosen to tap into those things and I have chosen to use that um, as a way of fostering relationships and connections with my ancestors and fostering my relationship and connection to God and fostering my relationship and connections to my angels. Right. And so my angel team, um, my spirit team, you know, I'm very connected to them. Um, and I definitely believe in fostering those relationships um, because they are there to help us from the other side. Um, and so for me, spirituality is fluid. Um, in that sense, you know, I definitely do um, believe that spiritual practice should ground you, right? You should have a spiritual discipline, spiritual practice. Um, for some, that may be Christianity. For others, it could be uh, Buddhism. It could be Islam. It could be Judaism, whatever it is that, um, you know, religious institution or religious doctrine or or not doctrine, right? Because that's okay, too, to not have doctrine, <laughs> okay? Okay. I think that whatever your choice is to be true to that, to study it, to understand it and to have your experience with it, because sometimes we try to adapt our spirituality based on what other people have experienced and not on our own experience. Right. We're out here taking everything what someone else did at face value rather than having the experience for ourselves. So my advice to folk would be to experience your spirituality as fluid as possible for yourself with your firsthand experience. You know, there are so many tools to help expand and to help you grow and ground into your um, into your spiritual practice and spiritual development and to help you understand who you are as a spiritual being. So, yeah, for me, spirituality is fluid. Um, another lesson that I have learned um, which I am going to do another episode on, which is mind your business. Let me tell you something. Minding my business has been the thing, right? Not just my, my entrepreneurial endeavors as a business owner and as an entrepreneur and CEO, but minding my business in terms of just keeping my nose out of stuff that ain't got nothing to do with me. Like literally, if it ain't got nothing to do with you, like mind your business, like that has been my saving grace in so many ways. If it does not pay my bills, I don't concern myself with it. If it has nothing to do with me, like I don't care about what other people are doing. <laughs> like other people don't pay them bills, right? <laughs> My apartment building is looking for me on the first. They're not looking for so-and-so down the street. They're looking for me, right? And so I have learned to just stay out of things and I'll stop judging people for what they do with their time. And I've learned not to count people's coins and people's money. People spend their money the way they want to spend it. That's their business. And people do what they want to do with their time. That's their business. Um, if people want to include you or not, that's their business, right? And you have a responsibility to mind your business, to do what you need to do for you. Um, and sometimes we wonder why things aren't working out for us because we're too busy in other people's business. Like that's just kind of what it is sometimes. And so for me, I've just done what I need to do for me, uh, what I need to do for my family, what I need to do for my spouse, what I need to do for my little doggy. And so I just learned how to mind my business. Right. And what does that mean for me as a Queer black woman living in the north of the United States means I'm going to do what I need to do for me. And I'm not going to worry about what people are doing in other places. Right. In the sense that um, I'm just I'm concerned about myself and my well-being. But I'm also um, 
I am concerned about the well-being of others right now. I'm not talking about safety. I'm not talking about the well-being of others in terms of social justice and things like that, because I'm always concerned about the community. Right. How are people being harmed? How are people um, not being allowed to live a full life? Right. Because y'all know I'm very um, and if you don't know, you will know I'm very invested in politics. I'm very invested in uh, social justice and, and justice being served and justice being given to um, those who are being disenfranchised. Right. I do care about that. That is my business. Right. That is my business as a clergy person. That's my business as a business owner is to be concerned about the suffering of others. Right. But I'm talking about like I'm concerned about my well-being and I'm not in other people's business. I'm talking about like gossip. That's what I mean. Right. About being in other people's business. I'm worried about my well-being. I'm not worried about the well-beings of others in terms of gossip. Right. That's what I'm getting at. Gossip. People like to bond over gossip and that's not okay. Like, we can't be friends if you want a gossip bond, right? Like, that's not okay with me. Like, I really don't like it. Um, and sometimes if I ever find myself doing it, because, again, I'm human. I'm not really a gossiper. But if I find myself in spaces where people are gossiping, right? Not not venting, but gossiping, um, that's a problem for me, right? You need to go and talk to that person who offended you. Like, for real. Like, air your grievance to them. Like, while you're telling me about it, who is not your therapist, you could be having that conversation with your therapist or with that person who offended you, right? Um, and, I, and I shifted a lot of friendships and a lot of relationships because I noticed that some people were just trying to bond off of um, also off of gossip or just talking about other people. And it's like, that's not okay. Like, we can't be friends based off gossip. Mind your business, right? Another thing about 33 that I find myself asking is what the heck happened to the time? <laughs> what happened to the time? Um, and I was talking to a good friend of mine, you know, a really close friend of mine. And we're just like, what happened to the time? And she was like, we were just 23. And it's like, I know, like we're 33, like what's happening? I miss the days of old in terms of my childhood. And I miss Saturday morning cartoons. And just when the world felt like it go on forever and time just felt so infinite right and now I'm being aware of time I am aware that I'm aware of time and I'm just like where did time go to wake up and be like oh my gosh 33 years like so much has happened like how do I still like how do I have a decade or two decades or three decades worth of information it's like what like I can remember things from 20 years ago like what like 20 years like what like I still vividly remember when Erica Badu's Baduism came out when my aunt bought her um you know 1997 black Mustang like a Ford Mustang and she was driving a white Camaro and now she's driving this Mustang and she was playing Erica Badu's Baduism like what like I remember that like it was yesterday and here I am 33 and it's like what oh my gosh like it's so wild to me like how time can just move so fast and time moves because we're aware of it um, and I miss the days where I could just lose track of time and it would be okay. And I didn't have to be a keeper of time. And there are days where I try to cultivate losing track of time into my day where I just like don't look at the clock or I put my phone down and I put the phone on D&D where I'm just not being aware of the time. I try to do that for myself maybe about once a week because um, I can't do it every day. 
um, because that would be irresponsible of me as an adult. But, you know, because I actually have things to do. But I try to lose track of time because it makes me feel like a child again. Right. To play and just make time and space just to be and express and to be in the moment and just to just lose myself like in the moment. And it's like, yeah, you know, like when you go to a concert, and you're just enjoying it. You're like, you don't want the night to end. Like, I'm really excited. Um, my sister and I are going to go see Beyonce this year uh, for the Renaissance tour. And I am hyped about it. And I plan to lose myself in the music and just enjoy myself all night long. Right. In terms of just losing track of time. Um, so there's that. What happened to the time? Time has just gone on. And I'm just amazed by how much time has moved. And it's just like, what? So just thinking back to when I was a child and what I used to enjoy is just no longer a thing and no, no, no longer a norm. It's like, wow, that's so wild to me. Um, but I'm just incredibly proud of myself. Um, you know, I'm 33, you know, and just thinking about how far I've come and how proud I am of myself. Um, you know, I'm a doctoral student. I am prayerfully what is getting ready to be my last year, you know, God willing, the creek don't rise. You know, I've figured out my final project um, for my degree and I am so proud of myself. I am proud of where I am in terms of my marriage um, to my spouse, who is incredible. Um, I love us and there have been so many things that marriage has brought out of me that I absolutely love. Um, you know, we're having conversations around parenting um, and what that looks like for us and what that doesn't look like for us. And that's exciting. I'm so proud of the relationships and the friendships that I have um, with some incredible people in my life. Um, I'm just proud of the life that I have curated for myself in the current moment. I'm proud of the of this business that I've curated for myself. I'm proud of this podcast. I'm proud of just waking up and having another opportunity to say, thank you, God. I'm so proud of myself. You know, life isn't perfect. Everything that I've ever wanted is not yet, but I'm just proud of where I am. I'm so proud of myself. I am so very proud of me at this point. And I'm learning how to be proud of myself in every state that I'm in, in every season that I'm in. And I'm just so proud of myself. And I just look at the little uh, girl, you know, the images of me as a little girl. And I just say, little girl, I'm so proud of you. And I hope you're proud of the big version of you. And I look at myself as a little girl and I just say to her, like, I got this. I got us and we're going to be okay. And I'm just so proud. No, everything in my life has not worked out the way that I've envisioned it, but I'm still proud of myself anyhow. Yes, I have gone through some things and I have experienced a lot um, and yet I am still here and I am proud of myself for persevering. I am so proud of myself and I'm so grateful to be alive just to say how proud I am of me and I'm grateful to God. I'm grateful to my ancestors. I'm grateful to my parents. I'm grateful to my sister. I'm grateful to my spouse. I'm grateful to my friends. I'm grateful to the elders that are in my life. I'm just grateful and I'm so thankful. And I'm grateful for you listeners who have taken the time to just hang out with me for a little bit. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I 
pray that you will continue to comment, rate, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are finding this podcast. If you ever want to reach out to me, you can do so on social media at Portionality. You can also reach out to me, Portia, at Portionality.com. I will be answering those emails. You can email me, Portia, at Portionality.com. Yes, so blessings to you, and I look forward to talking to you next time. Blessings.